For centuries, humans have been growing alongside our botanical brethren. Our histories have mixed and mingled to bring us modern medical marvels, faded folklore, and everything in between. Of course, in order to understand the plant, we have to start with its roots. I'm M. Governor Gaddis, and this is Rooted. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Rooted. This week, we're trying something a little new. I have Sophie Katz from I Love This Thing So Freaking Much here to tell us about a plant she loves so freaking much as part of our podcast crossover. Sophie, thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited. So tell me a little bit more about your favorite plant. (laughs) All right. So my favorite plant is the Eastern Redbud tree, uh, which is a tree. I've heard it described as a weed before, mainly because of just how prolific it is. But I don't know. It's a pretty little tree. I've seen it all across uh, the Midwest. I come from Illinois originally. Uh, It's not a very big tree. I remember thinking when I was a little kid, this is not, you know, a good climbing tree. It's a a tree that you look at. And during the spring, uh, usually in April, but it varies depending on the temperature and the climate that year, Uh, there will be like a week where there are these small pink flowers that are blooming at their prettiest. And it's just a week that it's at the most pretty it's going to be the whole year round. So you just wait and wait and you don't know when it's going to happen. And then it happens and uh, then they're gone. Uh, And once they're gone, they become these pale green leaves that are shaped kind of like hearts. So even when they're not pink flowers anymore, it's still kind of sweet the whole year round. And this tree is my mom's favorite tree when she moved first moved to that part of Illinois and she was seeing them all the time as she was driving around she would always talk about how much she loved these trees and I don't know if if you know this part of the story but she would be driving with your mom Em, and talking to your mom about how much she loved these trees and so then when I was born your mom gave our family a redbud sapling as a gift and we planted it in the front yard in celebration of my birth. So, you know, my, my parents did. I wasn't there to do it. And that is when redbud trees became Sophie trees for our family. And we've called them that ever since. So thanks very much to your mom and your family for starting this tradition with us and turning my mom's favorite tree into my favorite tree. Because it was in our front yard, my whole childhood, I could see it from my bedroom window, uh, watching it get bigger. And now there are actually a couple of descendants of the Sophie tree growing in the backyard. So the tradition lives on in that way. And my love for this tree has really stuck with me as I've moved across the nation. I went to school um, at the University of Iowa. And I didn't know this because like I was there in the fall. So it's kind of hard to tell one, one tree that's losing its leaves from another. And then when spring came around my freshman year... All of a sudden, I knew there were redbuds everywhere because everything was pink and everything was beautiful. So it felt like home had come to visit me over there. And now that I'm living in Florida, I miss these trees because we don't have redbud trees. We have lots of other pretty trees, lots of other flowers, uh, but not redbud trees, not Sophie trees. And my parents do, uh, they will send me a picture uh, every year of them standing in front of the Sophie tree when it's in that perfect magical week of pink flowers. And that is why I love Eastern Redbud trees. Oh my goodness. That is such a cool story. And I can't believe for all these years I've known what a Sophie tree is, but I can't believe I didn't know my mom was like the reason why that is a thing. 
Um, so that is really a fun bit of lore for our families. So thank you for sharing that with me. Of course, um, I was I was excited to tell it like that because I was double checking like the details with my mom and she was like, you know, you know who gave us that tree, right? <laughs> Do you want to hear a little bit more about the science behind your favorite tree? Yes, please. Perfect. Well, the scientific name for these guys is Cirrus candensis, and it's in the legume family, which I didn't know. So that's one of my favorite new fun facts I've been plaguing everyone with. So it's very closely related to like beans and peas, which I just thought was a little bit wild. It um, is. Yeah. I was like, what the heck? I can't believe that that family's so big, but it is. And they're actually native here. So that's one of the reasons that they kind of grow like weeds, especially in kind of the eastern, south central, midwesty regions of the United States. So they're one of the most beautiful native trees we have, I think. And they like nutrient-rich soil with plenty of drainage and lots of water. And a lot of times you'll grow them natively next to streams. And as you mentioned, they're actually kind of short as far as trees go. So they actually fill in that understory of a typical forest since they only reach a maximum height of about 30 feet if growing wild. If they're not in your region, you're still pretty likely to spot them in your neighborhood. These are a favorite for different landscape architects, particularly because they have those really beautiful spring blooms. They provide some really nice fall color too, and they're a bird and pollinator magnet. So if you're looking to attract more wildlife in your yard, a lot of folks will plant these. And it's also sometimes called the Judas tree. Sophie, have you ever heard that? No, I have not. Okay, neither had I. Um, and I was very confused when I was researching this because I've never heard anyone call them that. Sophie trees. I mean, yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Like my my family's Jewish. I don't think we're going to be referencing Judas. <laughs> but basically, the story in kind of Christian folklore, I guess we would call it, is that when Judas betrayed Jesus, he was ashamed and made the decision to end his own life, and he did that by hanging himself from a redbud tree. But the tree itself was so deeply upset by this that the wood became weak and brittle in an effort to just make sure no one could ever do that again um, mm. and then it's once large white flowers became really small and then turned red because the tree itself was so embarrassed and ashamed so it kind of like shrunk away so that was definitely a way darker story than I was expecting for a tree that is like so beautiful and brings so much joy. So I'm hoping we can kind of start a petition to just start calling it the Sophie tree because I think <laughs> it's like a way more fun origin story and a little bit less, you know, super sad. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that people looked at a pretty little tree and were like, but what if it once was not a pretty little tree? Right. Like, we, like, we need to come up with the reason why it is it is tiny. But it's like, no, it, it could have just been tiny in the first place. That's okay. Yeah, there's room. The understory needs beauty too. It can't all just be big giant trees that are pretty. So yeah, I thought that was really weird. I was like, I don't, my first thought in looking at redbud trees has never been like, ooh, I bet you there's a deep, dark story there. But <laughs> apparently there is, but there are some better medicine facts that really brought me a lot of joy. So we can dive into those too. So Sophie, I don't know if you knew this, but the buds of the redbud tree are edible. And they're often used in different tinctures, spices, and medicines by many different Native American tribes, including the Alabama, Cherokee, Delaware, Kiowa, and Oklahoma people. And they were used in different parts to help treat whooping cough, fever, 
and kind of any other ailments you might have. And they would also bring budding branches of the tree into their homes to kind of help drive winter out since traditionally these are some of the first trees to bloom in the spring. So have you yourself ever eaten any parts of the red bud, Sophie? I have not. I feel like somewhere along the way, probably someone in my family might have Googled it and found out that it was edible, but I don't think anyone has ever tried it. So now I kind of want to. <laughs> yeah, maybe this year you can. Maybe this year your parents, you can say, you know, once it's done with that beautiful, beautiful week, Maybe they can go pick off the flowers because mm. apparently they have this like light kind of fresh floral taste, but a lot of people will make them into a jelly. And apparently at that point they taste more like strawberries. So they get this kind of like depth of sweetness, which I thought was pretty interesting because a lot of times you don't expect fruit or flowers to necessarily change taste for jellying, but apparently they do. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they're a great source of vitamin C. So that's, it obviously makes sense that that's why they would be such a popular addition for tinctures and in different foods, especially in regions where there aren't necessarily a ton of citrus or things growing freshly. This was a good way to be able to get vitamin C naturally and kind of give your immune system that boost. And the inner bark is edible as well. And it's super astringent. So that's why it's good for when you have a cold, the flu, that's what people were traditionally making the whooping cough tea with was that inner bark. And they're also called spicewood trees because the outer bark can be used to flavor game meat. I guess it has like a spicy kind of like a floral spice, if that makes sense. And so it's popular for like pickling things too, or just eating the buds raw. You'll see that pretty commonly too with different foragers just kind of going out as soon as those tiny buds come on and just literally like biting them off the tree, which I myself have never done, but I think <laughs> it would be tempting. I had no idea it was such a useful tree. I, right? They really picked a good one. Like your mom picked a great tree. <laughs> and they also produce like little seeds and they can be eaten while they're young. And since it's part of the legume family, I'm sure this isn't a surprise, but Apparently the pods taste like beans or peas would. So I thought that was kind of fun. Interesting. I wonder uh, if they have similar nutritional content too in the seeds form. Oh my gosh. I should have dug into that a little more. I would assume that they do. And I know just like any other part of the legume family, this tree adds a lot of nitrogen back into the soil. So it is actually a pretty good choice if you're trying to kind of improve your land or something, this would be a tree you could consider for that. Mm -hmm. so I do know that it's a, the Sophie tree has always been very prolific with like little sprouts uh, growing up around it. And when I was a little kid, I didn't get why my parents would just like mow the lawn and get rid of them. But like I said before, now they purposefully have taken some of them to grow backyard Sophie trees as well. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. I feel like your yard is just going to be, I mean, it's already a beautiful yard, but I'm sure <laughs> now it will just be even more of a hotspot. Uh, so that be pretty <laughs> exciting. You can open your own little red bud pharmacy or something. Retirement plans for my parents. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. I haven't actually, so I live in New Mexico now. And while I haven't seen any in my neighborhood this year, it's definitely like a favorite of landscape architects around here. So next time I do, I'm definitely going to take some buds and pickle them. So I don't know, at some point, maybe you'll get a weird jar of pickled flowers from me. But yeah, do you think you, you guys will make anything out of them anytime soon? 
I will have to bring it up. I mean, if if I had one here, I would be more like, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, but given that it is my parents' tree and my parents' uh, house several states away, I'm going to have to have more of a conversation about it. Well, Sophie, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's just been so lovely to finally hear the origin story of the Redbud. So thank you for sharing that with me. This is an absolute delight. And I'm uh, happy to return the favor because you were a guest on my podcast first. That is true. And that leads me to my next question, Sophie. Where can people find you and what are the exciting projects and things that you're working on? Oh, you can find me uh, all across the internet. I'm probably most active on TikTok these days, which is at Sophie Acats on TikTok. But I'm on other places as well. Uh, as we were just talking about before, I have a podcast called I Love This Thing So Freaking Much, which is a production of Through the Window Media. So our social media is at T-H-R-O-U, The Window, on most social media platforms. Or you can just look up I Love This Thing So Freaking Much on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you listen to the podcast, all the same places you can find The Rooted Podcast. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast, you know how to find a podcast. And that podcast is all about people coming onto the show and talking about the thing that they love so much they could go on about it for hours and hours and hours. And so it's been lovely to come on here and get to talk about one of the things I really love a lot. Well, thank you. And as Sophie mentioned, I was fortunate enough to go on her podcast. I am on season two, episode one of I Love This Thing So Freaking Much. So if you want to listen to me just unapologetically talk Sophie's ear off about plant history, I will leave a link to her show and that episode specifically in the show notes. And if you love something so freaking much that you just need to tell the world about it, you can apply to be a guest on Sophie's show too. She is an amazing host and human. So I know you'll have a blast and I'll leave a link in the show notes for anyone who's interested in applying to be a guest. If you liked the show, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Rooted.Pod. We're on YouTube at Rooted.Podcast, and check out our website, RootedPod.com, for transcripts, updates, and so much more. Thanks for being here. And until next time, be kind to yourselves, be kind to the earth, and just like a plant, drink your water. <laughs>